Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, drill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson. And we... Ter- I was just going to dive straight into what we're talking about. right in with. Let's do it. Uh, today, we're talking about 1971's Escape from the Planet of the Apes, directed by Don Taylor, uh, starring Roddy McDowell, Kim Hunter, Bradford Dillman, and Natalie Trundy. But before we get to that... God damn, I made a really good tiki drink yeah, just now. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. It is fucking delicious. Oh, wow. So, uh, continuing our theme, uh, so far this year, I've been trying to do a different tiki drink for each episode that we're doing, which means I'm going to have to start buying some bottles really quick. That, but... and I think we should do six episodes every time. <laughs> <laughs> six episodes at a clip. Right. <laughs> Um, so today, the cocktail that I made for Carl and I is called, it's called the El Diablo. Um, and I'll read you a little bit of trivia about it. Trader Vic featured a Mexican El Diablo on his 1947 cocktail menu. Drink disappeared from Trader Vic's by the 50s, only to reappear in the late 60s on the cocktail menu of Vic's Mexican restaurant chain, Senor Pico's, where its name was shortened to El Diablo. So this is... A tequila-based tiki drink, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking around because they're all rum, basically. It shouldn't be because this is delicious. I know. So what this one is is half an ounce of fresh lime juice, three quarters of an ounce of creme de cassis, one and a half ounces of white tequila or tequila blanco, and one and a half ounces of chilled ginger beer. I, we used I can't remember what it's called, but it's the Jamaican mm-hmm. one. It's, the, it's like that or Northwoods is what's available. Yeah. And I was like, uh, excuse me, Jamaica. So I garnished it with little tiki umbrellas. <laughs> it's amazing. I'll have a photo posted to our Facebook, cool. which is Measuring Flex, if you want to check out our Facebook page. Measuring, yeah, it's just, is it just Measuring Flex? Um, yeah, and the ad is at Measuring Flex Podcast, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so I, and I actually picked my favorite tiki mug, spe- or tiki glass, specifically for today's episode as well. It's, I should have thought of it earlier. It has monkeys on it. It does. It's the speak no evil, see no evil, hear no evil monkeys, which we joked about at the beginning yep. in the, the last episode one. Episode one. So yeah, this is surprisingly good. It's delicious. I love anything that has ginger beer and fresh lime. Ooh, and that tequila is just. Yeah. I'm planning on keeping the, uh, the fresh lime constantly on rotation in the <gasps> house. It is so yeah. good, dude. <laughs> We're gonna be doing some summer cookouts with the. Uh, I think. Oh, this is how. Of this, shit. this is how you get white girl wasted. This is like. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, it's sneaky. I was I was saying the, the sneaky tiki's are like they are the sneaky the, tiki's. The, mm-hmm. I like that. Well, because they do have the booze. Mm-hmm. It's not like bring a it fucking heavy. daiquiri or something where you're like. It has Malibu rum in it. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I, I got to admit, I'm a I'm a little nervous about when we get to Undead Month and we're gonna do a whole month of like the history. We're gonna do four zombie movies, but we're also gonna walk through the tiki history of the zombie, the zombie the cocktail. Drink, yeah. The zombie is a heavy hitter of yep. a cocktail. I'm dude. excited That's about it. That's a motherfucker of a drink. <laughs> All right, so what we've been doing is we've been pumping the Patreon at the beginning of the episodes just lately. So let's get that out of the way. If mm. you want to support the show. You can, if you like the episodes you've been hearing, if you like all this monkey business, 
yeah! Head on over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm. Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. You can get shoutouts on the show. You can get full-length bonus episodes. What that'll mean for this month is if you like the uh, Planet of the Apes series we're doing, because there's only four, we only ever do four episodes per month for the main season, if you want to hear the battle for the Planet of the Apes episode, which is the fifth in the original series, we're going to do that over on Patreon.com. We're going to do the Tim Burton remake, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do all of these new crazy CGI. The new, new, new fangled golem plays fun, a monkey though. like it's crazy. Have you seen them? I have. They're fun. I, they're totally yeah, fun. I, <laughs> they're, they're, don't, they're not at all. Like, no, they're different. They're, they're very different. Yeah. They're not in, even remotely true to the spirit of, no. of these, the flicks we're talking about in the main season, but I like them. Yeah. Anyway, you can find all that on uh, over at patreon.com. So, dude, are you ready to dive in? Uh-huh. This movie is a fucking trip, it's man. It's a fucking road down the holiday hell. I don't even know where to place this movie in my brain. It's like the weirdest it's movie. It's so fucking weird, dude. It's like a rompy comedy for about 40 minutes. Yep, and it is, too. Then it turns into like uh, like a prison break movie, and then it just turns into like a, like a Sartre play or something. So and fucking it just goes dark. Bleak as shit oh, at the end. It, it just it <laughs> oh jumps right off God. of the bridge. It kills itself at the end. These movies cut overtly addressing like suicide by the end yeah. of the movie, and you're like, weren't we laughing like 20 minutes we ago? We were having a fun. Hey, monkey in people clothes, like. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. This is okay. For let's just right off the let's 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 get this established. Yes. Did you like it? Fucking love this. I movie, love this dude. movie too, man. It's so much about this, I <laughs> this love. It's great because it's so different. It's it's a talkie. It's there's not there are no chase scenes really until we get to the end. Right. It's because the movie starts off with the three the three monkeys that escape I keep saying monkeys but apes. it's fine they're apes I they understand. don't like that dude I know they kill a guy over I that later know. on they sure do <laughs> an accident but, but they get they get out of the way of the big bomb <laughs> right just they happen to escape the planet as they they saw that's the thing too they saw their planet explode uh, it's cuz it but even that doesn't even that doesn't feel dark so this movie opens really strangely Jaunty. it's well, not not just that. It's like we see we see a helicopter, mm-hmm. and I'm like, because the first two movies, I'm like taken, that's not ape tech, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, honestly, my first note is first question: How does this movie exist? Because I saw two, and they kind of didn't leave a whole lot of room. Nope, for, zero room for there to be. No, my pen just died. Oh, God sh- damn it, bitch! All right, we're just gonna have to free ball. I don't know if I can do it. Oh, honestly, wait. do you have one on oh, you? Wait. Okay, good. Oh, Trinity's running loose too. That's crazy. We're in we're in like the Wild West. Right now. You get a pink pen. <laughs> there you perfect. go. All right. So I saw that first movie, man, and uh, the there's no planet left. There is nothing left. The planet of the apes is dust in space. Like yep. Heston fucking. Unless this movie is going to be an hour and a half of just like just empty space <laughs> right. with like a cool score Following behind it. Chunks of planet right, as they drift through the cosmos. Yeah. So with Carl I, Sagan, right? Oh, I'd watch. I yeah, might actually watch, watch that. that. Neil deGrasse Tyson just narrating mm-hmm. like, so here's why there couldn't be planet with apes right. on it. Okay, like here's why. <laughs> he tells you all about it. Bill Nye does a guest spot. <laughs> so I a, watch it. A helicopter bombs around a corner, and you're like, apes Whoa. don't have helicopters. Yeah, hmm. it's really weird to see. It is, and then you see people in the helicopter, and you're like, these are normal humans. Mm-hmm. So okay, we're on Earth. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. 
then the spaceship is in the ocean and you're like that's the ship from the from first the bird one. had a cool theory when we first started spinning it and she was like the uh when in the first film when taylor and co crash on the planet mm-hmm. of the apes they're all dying and the events of planet of the apes one and two is taylor's like Death dream. Da- death dream. Is DMT going off? Yeah, it's like his flashes or whatever. And then when he pushes the bomb, that white is the gates, and he's gone. He's gone to the afterlife, whatever that may be. Interesting. And then I, I'm like, so how does that tie into this? And she's like, well, this is the real future. They're all dead on that plane. Oh, they're all dead on that ship, and they're gonna pop it. And then then the movie will happen, and there'll be like Taylor and and all the rest of them dead inside. And I was like, okay, let's see. So they the world's slowest winch. Pulls the, does the fastest job of yeah. pulling. Did you see? They, they, like, does, they cross cut. They hook up. <laughs> they get the army down on shore. By the way, I'm pre- I'm almost positive that's the same beach from the end of the first. Movie. Oh yeah, if it, it's the so rock, damn the rock close. outcropping, yeah. and it looks exactly like the beach from the first film. But they get the army out there. They get a big old hook up. They they do what you do. You know, you throw you a hook, hook on it. Yeah, and then you get a single jeep. One Jeep. One Jeep with a one horsepower winch. Yep. And the winch is going like <laughs> it's barely turning. Yep. And then they'll cut to the ship and the ship's like making waves yeah, exactly. hauling ass towards shore. And I'm like, I don't think it's pulling skiers behind it. <laughs> I'm like, I th- I think guys that maybe this is some movie magic. Right. I don't think that winch is pulling that no. ship. <laughs> and uh here come here come three, uh, three people in space. Dude, I love the spacesuits. Mm-hmm. Something about like that, that bullshit nineteen sixties like giant bubblehead b- spacesuit. Yeah, you see it the second you see it, you're just you just hear in your head like, exactly. <laughs> just loved it to, and then they're like, "Welcome to the United States of Oh my God, Great Googly Boogly, <laughs> they're monkeys." They, they pull the helmets off, and it's Cornelius, Zira, and. What's his name? The last oh, guy. Oh, D- soon to be dead ape. Yeah, but his name's Doctor Doctor Dooley. Doctor knows Doolittle. where we are. Doctor yeah. gotta kill him. They so named their we, yeah. child after him later, but it's like it's not Caesar. Um, no, Doctor Doom. Let's call him because he's Dr. doomed. Do- yeah, Doctor Se- Doom is doomed. <laughs> they have another monkey with a, another ape with him. Wow, now I'm falling into Sorry, it. Sorry, dude. We don't mean to do this to you, apes. Um, but yeah, so they've all landed on Earth in 1973. Four. Yes. Not because we find out in the movie that it's supposed to be 1974. Slightly the future. Barely the future. Right. right. So, in a time. So Taylor and the other ship that went missing are both, because Bird was saying like, well, they probably like took off in the year 2000 or whatever. So these people are going to have no fucking idea who these apes are. But we find out immediately from the president of the United States yeah, they left two years ago. They're like, yeah, yeah, Taylor and that other crew have been gone for two years. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Carl's having tiki mishaps somewhere. Saved it. Saved it. <laughs> That's a precarious way to keep that on there. It is. Um, As I just discovered. So they're like, I guess, they're like, hey, I guess Taylor's back. Welcome back, Taylor. Something must have happened because we were never expecting to see you again. Right. So... You grew a lot of facial hair, bud. Wow, you got hairy <laughs> and are a woman. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so the future's weird, I guess. Welcome. Uh, yeah. And then we cue... Dude, this is where it becomes jaunty. Yes. Because we, we get the setup. It's like, oh, 
Uh, and shout out to I looked it up. Shout out to Jerry Goldsmith. I wrote down Jerry Goldsmith writes the grooviest swinging surf spy music you've ever heard. Yes, you're waiting for like, but Jerry Goldsmith's like. And we get the actor's title card over like it feels like a television show because you get like one as Zira. Uh, as Cornelius, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like over their faces while they're like, <laughs> it looks like the opening credits, to, like Magnum PI. Yeah, it's, it, yes, it does. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I watching here, <laughs> dude? I I fell in love with this movie like the second it started because, yeah. well, you know, you get you get the setup, but the second that they pull their helmets off. And then you get, you're right, you get that like groovy like And then the like the general runs back and he's on the phone and yeah. they're doing like freeze frames and shit yeah. And you're like, okay, <laughs> like, alright This is a whole other franchise Bet this one has a happy ending <laughs> Oh, they fool us so, no. yeah. God, they fool <laughs> they us pull the, They pull the trap door and we <laughs> fall to our deaths <laughs> Fool me once, shame on me No, uh-uh. shame on the apes Right like at this point now, from this point on, I'm just gonna assume that every one of these movies downer ending, yeah, <laughs> ends with like some. I'll be pleasantly surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if the next movie was just a guy comes out on the screen <laughs> and kills like, a child, sets it <laughs> on camera like in fantasy, shoots it in the head, and <laughs> walks wow. off the screen. That's kind of what we get in this one. To kind be honest, of, yeah. no, I'm saying he gets he's gonna set down a wooden chair, sit down into it, and look directly into the camera, and goes, "Humanity is fucked." And then he walk, get, picks up his chair and walks, walks up, away. and that's the end of the movie. I wouldn't credits, be surprised. No score, just <laughs> no score credit, no credits. They're just like what? The only thing that comes up is what's the point? <laughs> oh my God. It's just like these movies are so bleak at the yeah. end. Yeah, they just they end on the most downbeat notes, which I actually kind of like about this movie because it starts so fun. Yes, it does. Even okay oh. when we. It, they they put them in the zoo because that's the only place that they know to right. put them, and they're not speaking because they don't. They're, they, they're being cautious, right? They're doing what they suggested Taylor, yeah, Taylor and, and do, right. like don't talk because humans don't talk. They're like in this time because the doc, Doctor Doom who's with them, he knows where he, they've gone. Yeah, he knows exactly. He's like we are in Earth's past. There was a time vortex as the planet exploded, and we got shot back into our own past. Mm-hmm. So this is now in this time. Apes don't talk So he's the one who uh, When Cause Zira ends up Just being like I Because I hate bananas I love that It's just like, <laughs> Dude it's like Woody Allen directed The first thir- Two thirds of this movie It does feel like that <laughs> It does feel like that It's like A.P. Hall And then A.P. Hall And then it turns into like <laughs> The 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 I, I'm trying I don't know sad movie yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god um but one thing that I did notice right right away is we ha- it's kind of like the Bizarro world of the other Planet of the Apes because we have the the human equivalent of Zira and Cornelius in our two. Uh, doctor friends, the animal uh, Lewis, Lewis Dixon, and, and I don't think they even name the other. They might have been like she might have been like L- literally and the woman. She might have been named like Doctor Female or right. Doctor Woman or something for all the all the screen time she gets. But they are our they are our parallel, our equivalent of. Yeah. It, they meet. The, the they good, go back and meet themselves. The, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, 
I love the test. I love the intelligence oh test God, that, that 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 Doctor Dixon <laughs> performs on on Zira. Uh, the little wink that she gives. Yeah. When she, to the other two. When she does, she does the 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 like. Can you put the shapes away? Right. In the correct slots, like square. Mm-hmm. Square block, square hole. Yep. She does it in like three seconds and yes. then turns back. And Doctor Doom and Cornelius are trying not to crack up, and she pops She's him like, a wink. It's yep, so I love charming, it. dude. And when he he like, let's start with the banana. You raise lowers the banana down. She walks around the whole cell and grabs these giant blocks and assembles like a a staircase. A staircase out of it. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at it and I'm like. I don't think I could have accomplished that task until I was like no sixteen until <laughs> thirty two. Yeah, no. <laughs> like if you put me in that cell now, I'd probably just be like, I put one under it and then try and jump. Yep, <laughs> like, looks like I'm not eating banana today. You're like, oh god, I have to starve now. This sucks. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> I've been trying to get on the other ape's shoulders. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, Corny, come here. Let's make a come human py- right. a monk, an ape pyramid. But you're, dude, you're right. Like the the tone that the tests set for this film is like lighthearted. Hey, remember how you guys were really bummed out? We're not going to do that to you again. We swear. <laughs> right. You can't see fingers crossed yeah. behind my back <laughs> and my tosh. We're going to fuck you up at the end. It's going to be ruthless. It's going to be but probably, for now, probably one of the worst things you've ever seen. Let's have a couple of laughs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and for a while, this tone is sustained for so long in this movie. Yeah. 45 minutes, probably. Good, the first, because um, I was trying to pick out, I bet what I've been doing lately watching movies is trying to pick out where the turns are. Yeah. Because it's one of the big things in Well, because Dr. Doom gets killed by the gorilla in the cage next to him. That doesn't even change the tone. That's just, they had to get him out of the way. It's a bummer for like a second. Right. Because. Well, he had to exist so that the monkeys could know where the apes could know where they are, but not get too much information. Yeah. So that they still weren't sure of thing. If he's Doctor Doom is ex- Mr. Exposition. Mr. Ape. Exposition, you have to get rid of him right. after the amount of information that's needed is 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 yeah. So it's a little bit so like I don't know. Before we go any further, because Exposition Ape is about to die, he explains what the fuck is going on. Yes. And you pointed out when we were doing episode one, because you'd already seen this one, I think. Yes. That this one I've seen the most of all of them, actually. Okay. Yeah. And you have you seen the next two? No, I haven't. At all. I've never made awesome. it to so the next two. Awesome. So we're going fresh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you pointed out that the whole franchise is based on a paradox. Yes. It's called was, a bootstrap paradox. Okay. Let's let's figure this out a little bit. Let's talk about that because I was trying to okay. break it down with Bird, and we got into a hilarious like loop. It's rough. It's like a feedback loop. Okay, so what is the bootstrap? Okay, I talked about it briefly on another episode, I think in season one, but I'll touch on it briefly again here. So let's say Beethoven. Jacket, yeah, right. Beethoven is my favorite um, uh, composer. Composer. Thank you. It's a hard word. You're welcome. No, these drinks are fucking sneaky. Beethoven is my favorite composer, and I I've collected all of his sheet music over the course of my life. I discover time travel, and I go. I want to go back and have Beethoven sign all of my my sheet music. By the man himself. Mm. I go back in time. I meet Beethoven. I accidentally knock him down a flight of stairs and kill him. And I also went back too early. I went back before he wrote anything. Mm. So I'm like, fuck. I just killed Beethoven. I have all of his sheet music. I want his music to live on. Right. So what I do is I take on the guise of Beethoven and I quote unquote write all of his music. Gotcha. So who wrote the music? Because Beethoven never existed. Right. So that's the bootstrap paradox. Interesting. So these monkeys never go back in time. Apes. Apes never go back in time. (laughs) Right. Right. Because it's understood. I think what ends up happening in the next two is young baby smart monkey, smart ape. Smart ape. 
um, is he, part of the whole like the story they the tell. Story they on. tell. Yeah, he's on. the intelligent ape that says no. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. So well, if they don't go back in time. Ape culture doesn't ever evolve to the point of where it is. Right. So they 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 kind of start the whole intelligent ape thing. Right. By so, having gone back in time. So they fly. So Taylor flies to the planet. Yes. And then they pull up Taylor's ship, mm-hmm. and Doctor Doom fixes it up during the course of the events of the two first films. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, as the planet's about to end, Cornelius and Zira fly back in time. Cornelius and Zira of the intelligent ape culture fly back in time while she's pregnant, have ape baby, who will eventually be the ape that starts intelligent ape culture, of which they are a part. Yes. Interesting. And also. Mm-hmm. If Taylor doesn't blow up the planet, so there's two paradoxes that are like rolled into one. That's squirrely as fuck. If Taylor doesn't blow up the planet in the second movie, Taylor doesn't land on the planet in the first movie. Right. So who blew up the planet? Exactly. If Taylor, it, <laughs> yeah. that's a weird one right there. Because it's the exploding planet that creates the vortex that sucks them onto, or the time, the time hole that yep. suck that starts off the f- events of the first Planet of the Apes film. But those, but that time vortex happened in the was caused by events from the second Planet of the Apes film caused by Taylor explicitly yes. Taylor yes who shit I know dude I love it Woo! I love it Carl <laughs> Arthur C Clarke is rolling over in his grave just going holy shit this doesn't make any shit dude but it's the but it's the best, best. I love this <laughs> Doc, the doctor Doctor Who is like. That's too wibbly wobbly. This I can't is, handle it. Yeah, yeah. this is ex- that's exactly right. One of my favorite things about Doctor Who is time uh, times all timey wimey. Right. Or it's like, uh, or he'll say stuff like, "I don't have time to explain that." And right. They just roll on through yep. it. Oh my god! Because you'll spend so long just trying to like you're like wade but, your way but, through all but. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get stuck in a loop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm okay. So this movie is. Technically a paradox We don't have to talk about Like the physics of time travel But you're right It's some squirrely Paradoxy type stuff Although There's a really cool moment In here where Dr. Haslin Talks about Infinite regression And I loved the way That he describes uh, Like he essentially Describes Multiple universe theory Yeah Where he's like Time Oh the painter In the landscape Yeah but it's the one Where he's talking about The 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 time, uh, time is essentially like a, a infinite number of lane highway. Yes. And if a driver in the fourth lane has a wreck, the drivers in the fifth lane might ne- not necessarily have a wreck. So I kind of like the idea that these are these are different timelines as well. And if it was different timelines, then you don't have a paradox. Right. Multi universe theory takes care of a lot of that. Right. The second you're like, it's the multiverse. You're like, oh, well, then we don't have to worry about it. It's it's Back to the Future too. It's so, like, all yeah. right, this is the Biff Tan in 1985. Exactly. This isn't exactly right. right. That's how, uh, yeah, Marvel and DC have been writing writing a lot of checks using the multiverse oh, theory. Oh hell yeah. They're like, how do we explain that? And they're like, different universe. Uh, Earth C. <laughs> Earth D. E. Although they did collapse them all very uh, like five years ago. Into well, Crisis on Infinite Earths was a was a comic book that came out in the eighties, I think. In the eighties, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, Crisis is old, man. That's a DC thing. 
Was that the first time they collapsed? Yeah, I think it's the first because this shit started getting out of control. Superman could like do whatever he wanted to do. Like, and so like we need to fucking fix this shit. So they put all the universes together and essentially the infinite. I think it eventually got squirrely again because they. I, it did in my life, like in like in the two thousands. I remember they did something again where they were like, eh. they gotta do a board wipe every once in every a while. Every once in a while, shit gets like too crazy. The, the like con- these timelines are like deep. Can't too. even right. So like we kill everyone, we start over. That's mm. what we do. Right. <laughs> in the grand tradition of comics. And, gra- yeah, and in is, the grand though. tradition of uh, Planet of the Apes. You we kill, kill everyone, everyone and we, we start, start over. over. Fuck. Um, all right. I have a note before we get to, before we go on past uh, the the monkey, the, oh God, Dr. Doom getting killed. So the army puts them in the zoo. Yes. And they give them a bunch of oranges. The, oh, by the way, Cornelius holding out his hand for the <laughs> third orange. Is hilarious when he he takes the first orange mm-hmm. and then he takes the second orange and then he puts his hand up for the for third, the third one and he takes the third orange. That was funny, but then they get knives and forks and plates, and I'm like, that's if we're in the zoo in a cell in the zoo, why do we have? She brought them out of her no, bag. But wait, they're not. Did she? Yeah. Okay, because they're not they're not actually in the zoo at that point. They're in the army. They're in an art like an army. Facility. Oh, they're being held because right. they're going to move to the to the uh, the zoo next because right. that's where the gorilla is that kills Doctor Doom. That's right. So the, okay, I was wondering because I was like, really, no one patted down this <laughs> right? because they've got knives and forks. Like you don't want prisoners having knives and forks. No. Or and like, where'd they get the clothes? They're like in the bag. In the bag. Like, did no one search the bag? What if they have a gun in there? (laughs) They got Mary Poppins carpet bag in there. Like, you're not gonna search that. They're just they let the they're like might have a whole candelabra in there. Here we go on into the cell and what's what's that ticking sound? It's just the the under the clothes is a giant bomb. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wrote down this movie requires massive suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Um. Because the humans, with their own eyes, see incredible evidence fairly of quickly of their intelligence. Yeah. They're just like, well, they've just learned to mimic. And it's like, but they're getting dressed. Yeah, they just learned to mimic. It's my note. The humans are, are overly stupid. So stupid. This. It's yeah. like, when have you ever seen... Or naive. They're, 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 they're blind. They're intentionally blind they're d- they're it, very right. dull right because it's like okay yeah i get like a chimpanzee learns how uh, oh look a chimpanzee's pretending to be on the phone right you're watching them like button buttons and they're standing up right yes and you're like oh, okay but for real though like they're clearly and they're showing personality and yeah right the, when have you ever seen a chimpanzee convincingly sit down with a cut an orange with a knife and fork right they're like they're That's just, not mimicry. They're just mimicking. No. And you're like, no, they're No, they're sitting down to a meal. They're sitting down to a meal and they're doing it with more class than you ever right, have. Exactly. You know, like <laughs> idiot. Um, what did you think of the line, the female's a bit uppity, sir? Oh God. Yeah. Carly. Well, she is a bit uppity. It was so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when Dr. Lewis and the Dr. Woman come in. Right. I swear, I, that might be her name, actually. But when Dr. Lewis and the female vet come in, and they're like, how's everything going there? Shitty haircut? Shitty haircut mopping guy is like, oh, everything's going great. The female's a bit uppity, sir. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to... 
you're going to die alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I enjoy being single. Every once in a while, these movies, like, they, a lot of them are like, they're timeless. They're timeless. Every once in a while, they put you firmly where right. you are. Right. It's like, oh, we're in 1970, early 70s. Yeah. <laughs> 1971. The female's a bit uppity, so. It's so, it's such a funny joke, though. Like, honestly, the the fact that Zira, because she is, you're, you're absolutely right, but though. But she is. She's like, super, Zira is a yeah. total spitfire. Yes. Um. I wrote down Doctor Doom dying. I I just wrote down Doctor dying. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Doctor Doom dying is a bummer. But this movie's fucking hilarious. Well, then again, they had to do that. I mean, he didn't last long. But if he if he is alive, he then they know the too. Yeah, they know too much. Mm-hmm. We have um, to keep them slightly unaware. And they actually do kind of Doctor Who it a little bit. They're like, so d- this other ape understood the workings, and he goes well enough, like right. probably like half, and they're like. Well, well enough, and they're like, yeah, enough to get us back. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, exactly. They address it so that the question is answered, but right. they gloss it. Yeah. yeah, they they totally are like, sure, he knew enough to fix it, kind of, right. and then here we are. Right, exactly. And then we have Zero, like, trying not to say dissection <laughs> right. repeatedly, and, oh and you forget God. all about the flying spaceship. You're like, Shh. Yeah, she was cutting <laughs> into humans a lot a when they were bunch. alive. God. <laughs> Frequently. Um... So do you know? Do you recognize? Uh, you probably won't, Carl. And this is gonna just be like my ultimate little nerd embarrassment moment here. But I'm gonna do it. Do you know who plays the president of the United States? Do you recognize that guy? I did, but I don't the know president? why. He plays Doctor Hazlitt from Cabot Cove in Murder She Wrote. What? I shit you not, dude. Oh my God. It's like Jessica Fletcher's best friend from Murder She Stop Wrote. Stop it. I'm smiling so hard my cheeks are like... You I can see your eyes are all like... (laughs) When I... I, He popped up and he's a lot younger. He's very young in this. He popped up and I'm like, I know that guy's voice. He looks really familiar. And then Bird clutches my arm and she's like, oh my God, do you know where we know him from? And I'm like, ah, his voice is familiar. And she goes... He, she goes, put him in a doctor's coat. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Dr. Hazlitt from <laughs> yes. Cabot Cove. We have a, a fun theory because that series starts shooting in like the early 80s or kind of mid 80s. Mm-hmm. Bird Bird's theory is when doc, when uh, he retired as president of the United States, he moved up to Cabot Cove to get get away from it all. because Get away from politics. And- get away from politics and the, the bad taste of Dr. Hazlitt and the... the, the Snafu with the apes, so that oh murder she wrote is canonically part of <laughs> Planet of the Apes. But dude, I love that Doc Hazlitt. I love it. I gotta watch that show, <laughs> dude. Mer- it only came out in the eighties. Get I ready, mean, Carl. Yeah. Get ready for lap blankets. Jessica Fletcher, man. I <sighs> yeah. You need you need cardigans and lap blankets and a nice mug of tea. I'm down. Bird crochets while we watch it. We turn you. We immediately you turn, turn into, into my old, grandparents. Yeah, we turn into oh your. Oh my god, that's amazing. We watch our stories. We're like, you, Jessica. Oh, that Jessica. Dude, she's a Spitfire. Coziest murder mysteries you've ever seen. I would do a. I would do a episode by episode podcast about the oh entire my murder she wrote. I'd fucking do it. All right. Um, wh- my next note because we find out zero argues with Cornelius that they should be uh, honest with mm-hmm. Dr. Lewis. <laughs> Which, by the way, this scene is awesome because Dr. Lewis looks kind of like a little taken aback. He's doing a little work. He's like, ooh, some stuff kind of shocks him. But he, he does the... He does the work and goes, okay, you know, I, I I can understand where you're coming from. And every time they cut back to Dr. Woman, she's just, like, fucking horrified. Yes. Through the whole movie, she's her, sort of, like, constantly horrified. Her only horrified. face is just, like, horror. Yeah, this is a bad idea. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> Everything you're doing is just horribly wrong. Every time they cut to her, she just has a look of horror yes, on her face. Does. And you're like... 
hey, this scene's kind of cut. So, hey, um, Janice, listen. So this scene's kind of fun and funny. The apes are being funny. No, and she's like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. And they're like, action. She immediately goes back to like, oh, no, no, not the apes. She just looks so scared. It's like she's always seeing a spider in the corner. Disturbed and disgusted. Like there's a centipede crawling up her back in every scene. And she's just like, don't let it show on your face. And failing. Just failing horribly. She's got centipede face the whole fucking movie, man. (laughs) (laughs) But what I really liked Lewis accepting their vivisection. Yes. Because Zira's like, look, I got to tell you, I don't want to lie. I want to be frank with you because I like you. In the future... Humans are like animals. They don't speak. And we did experiment on them. Like I did. I've done vivisections on humans. I've dissected humans. I've done brain surgeries on humans. Mm-hmm. And Lewis is dis- he's shocked and horrified and disgusted for a moment. But he he literally tells him he's like he goes, look, I I can understand from a scientific perspective in your future how and why you would do that. And he, it doesn't bother him for the rest of the movie. He just rolls right yep. through it, and he has no issue with it. Well, I think it's, I it's part really of the, cool the, 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 sci- the scientist in his mind is like, this makes sense. I'm disturbed by it, but I can understand it, and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Because otherwise, it's going to create an issue through the entire movie if, he ha- if he's constantly disturbed by that. But also, it kind of makes... And it gets in the way of their relationship and how that... Right. It, 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 I think it also makes Lewis kind of an interesting character, too, because yeah. it shows we see a lot of compassion for the apes from him. We see a lot of but we also see a lot of compassion from humanity or for humanity from yeah. him. And we see him wrestling with actually this is a note I also have with Haslin, which I want to bring up right now. Dr. Haslin. Dr. Haslin is also a really interesting character. He has a lot of nuance to him. He's he's meant to be our villain. You yeah. know, he's ultimately the guy who... The almost not Sean Connery. He kind of heads in, in, in that territory a yeah. little bit. He's like a weird blend of like... He's like French Pierce Brosnan yeah. meets Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like... Doc Has... Or yeah, I was going to say Doc Hazlitt. Dr. Haslin. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Haslin is our villain. Spoilers. At the end of the movie, he's going to kill... All three He's gonna kill three apes Yes He kills We see him shoot a baby ape Like four times Yeah Like and it look, it's, a, it's an infant It's a swaddled infant And he just guns it to yep. pieces Several rounds So by the end He kind of becomes A little less redeemable He kind of becomes An irredeemable But he doesn't asshole. get there He isn't that The, the entire time He ends up getting there well, I, but like. even even his but what I like about his characters even those actions at the end like one of the things we see has see Haslin do throughout the entire movie is wrestle with this yes he's not one of these guys who's like we must exterminate the apes exterminate them no not at he all he even says to the president he goes like do I believe that we should you know yes do I believe that or, or do I do I believe that if we do the if we kill these apes will we be saving humanity yes. I do. Do I believe that I have that I morally can do that? Do I believe that we mm-hmm. should do that? Do I believe that I should meddle in the affairs of God? I don't know. Right. We see him constantly. He's not the villain. Villain. He's he's an interesting character because he's he struggles the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's like he he always does the bad thing, like the thing we don't want to see. We always see him, 
you know, did giving injecting sodium pentothal and into yeah. you know Zira or getting Zira drunk and recording her without her knowledge and you know advocating that these apes be killed or yeah. sterilized or well whatever. yeah abort the child and then sterilize yeah them. he's like he's like we need to ha- we need to force an abortion and then sterilize these two and you're like wow that's fucking rough pretty dude. rough dude yeah and yet at the same time we are talking about apes too which is like kind of funny what's really funny about that is. They're horrified that the apes were doing things like that to humans, mm-hmm. and we're watching we're humans watching do, do things that like that to yes. apes. And then we're siding with the apes. That's I, I'm, I'm coming down on the side of, for the apes. Yeah, I mean, obviously we we like Zira and Cornelius, mm-hmm. but there's a couple times watching this movie where I was because of Haslin, because we get Haslin's struggle with it, where he's like, Haslin is very team human. He's like, look, oh yeah, he's like, I like them too. They are charming as hell. I would do not deny that. But look at the evidence that we've got. The evidence all points to the fact that humanity is going to be wiped out and apes are going to rise and do fucking vivisections on humans. And then the earth will be destroyed and right. that will be the end of everything forever. And he's like, I, I'm sorry. I know this sounds uh, heartless. Team human is probably not a bad place to be. Right. So a couple times watching this, I was like, I can see Haslin's You're like, point. Oh, yeah. I love good point. We when right? we've, we've had two movies of loving Zira and Cornelius, and I'm I love them in this too. But, but watching we didn't it, see them before Taylor when they're cutting into humans. Well, brains we kind of do. Yeah. We see them doing experiments on you know like they they are among the scientists who are like gelding males, right. male humans and stuff. But watching this movie, there's a couple moments where I'm like I'm like honestly, for the sake of humanity, like yes, they're great people. They're they're great. Apes, apes. Mm-hmm. they are great, weird, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. But, but like you know, I like these two characters. But dude, Team Human, like if you can, if you, by killing these two apes, you might be able to save humanity down the road. But right. it's interesting. This this is a kill weird, a few to save a thousand, that sort of thing. But they're not right. even humans. You know, in a weird way, this movie is kind of this movie makes me think more than the other two. Yes, the definitely. Fir- the first two movies are very they have like we said they have a lot of like humanist rhetoric, political rhetoric. Sure. There's a lot of like anti-religious rhetoric mm-hmm. in the films, but the the message is fairly clear. I think this movie wants you to do a little work, and it does. It makes you, <laughs> it makes you work. It makes you think. Yeah, and again, at this point, I'm skipping ahead because I I know the whole movie. Right, right, of course. At this point in the movie the movie is just fun like that's all it is yes it's just charming and fun um i love like for example when they're watching the uh the furnished <laughs> cell or, or, or oh, when, the couch they're in, and their, the lamps they're in the and zoo the, yeah, yeah and they've got like a living room set up and bookcases and shit and they're watching their own like the results of that hearing that they did what do you think of the hearing by the way the hearing was interesting I, I I enjoy any scene like that in most movies, like courtroom stuff, mm. hearings. I just enjoy that. And it's like a mirror of Taylor. It's a mirror of Taylor's. Being put on. Exactly. Trial, yeah. Yep. So they, they're they're tagging that back, which I love. And we get um, just some, some great things going on there as far as... Um, like not good humans, bad humans, but there's certainly like the priest is like, oh, she's married. Oh God, well, that's <laughs> lawfully wedded. wedded. What? what? Right? It's so like high comedy. Like, it's goofy that. as shit. And it's funny too. Is like, does does he speak too? And and Cornelia says yes when she lets me, which is funny. Which is funny, and Did it you? also shows 
them that he is intelligent. That's the moment where everyone's like, oh shit, they aren't just mimicking because that is showing more right. than just... Because Zira has been keeping the answers really simple. And right. I like that they gave us a reason why we, she would do that, which is Lewis coaches her. He's like, be... Be, be right. Yeah, start slow mm-hmm. because this is going to take some time it's for It's going to blow there. people's fucking minds. So when he's like, does the male also speak? And he's like, yes. When she lets me, and everyone's like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Yeah, and then, that shows humor shows intelligence. But so, dude, with the yeah. uh, with the lawfully <laughs> the lawfully wedded thing, yeah, that's a big point on um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. They, there's a running gag where Data doesn't understand what humor is, right? Because he humor is part of like what makes something hum- human, right? And Data just can't nail humor; he just doesn't get it because he's all data. He's all data, right? Exactly. exactly. But when uh, I almost the the tone of the hearing is almost like you almost hear when the priest when he goes yeah my she's my le- my lawfully wedded spouse you almost hear like a boing right. sound effect Arr. as the as the you know priest's eyes oh, open watch. wide oh. say what yeah like, <laughs> exactly <laughs> um I mean dude my next the next thing they do is they move him into a hotel yep and then they go and put Cornelius in a monkey suit. <laughs> yeah. We get we get they get they get put into the Rain Man suite and we have a nice pretty woman shopping spree. We do. Yeah. So I wrote down, dude, this is the feel good ape flick of the year. Yep. Like, it is. At this point, I'm like, this movie is it's Apes in the City, man. It's It's literally <laughs> Apes in the City. It's just like fun and funny. Mm-hmm. I would watch the beginning of this movie. Probably like endlessly. Yeah, I could watch this all the time. It was so fun. If a, the end of the movie wasn't so fucking mm-hmm. harrowing. Although Armando's a nice little breath of fresh air I in the end. Armando. I love Armando too. Yeah, Zipsy. God damn it. <laughs> um, here's our first moment where I get Haslin and I'm like, where we get Haslin being like, we, we know he's a little snaky. But we don't know he's a shit face yet. Oh, until he gets zero pregnant? Or when she's like... <laughs> he doesn't get zero when pregnant. When he gets zero pregnant. Golly. Dude, there was in uh, the second Planet of the Apes movie, there was... Yeah, in the second Planet of the Apes movie, there was supposed to be a subplot with a half-human, half-ape child. Oh, Jesus. And they didn't put it in because they were afraid they'd lose their G rating. Probably would have, because that's weird. Yeah, the MPAA is like, you know... Those upside down crucified apes were <laughs> pretty heavy, much, but but I think we'll let you ride with a G. What what's this other scene you want us to see? Is that a? Oh my God! Are you? Did you put bestiality in your movie? PG. <laughs> right, we're gonna have PG. to up this to hard PG. <laughs> we gotta add the P. <laughs> we're throwing a P on that for sure. <laughs> this is too much. You've gone too far. But I I thought that was a good move yeah probably not putting the half it's not human. necessary no shit. they're like and it's the christ child oh just, my. Oh, fucking like, which part of it's ape which part of it's human <laughs> they're like it, it learned to, <laughs> we taught it to talk between the screaming oh my it's god like, let me die oh my god that's horrible <laughs> He'll save us all. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Oh my, constantly um, anesthetized because of the pain. <laughs> oh my god. Sarah's got him hooked up to an IV. Oh my like god. A constant IV. He can only be conscious for about 10 minutes a day ten and the pain minutes, is too unbearable. Ten minutes at a time. <laughs> is it intelligent? Can it think? It's, oh, it can think it too much. It screams for death. <laughs> Watch that. Probably shouldn't have fucked that monkey. Do you think it can hear us? (laughs) 
what does it dream? What does it dream? And we just we oh do one God. of those on-screen effects where it just fire. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> the pain of a thousand beasts hitting your eyeballs is what he's dealing with. So just we get a quick flash to an ape's head with like centipedes and oh maggots crawling God. out of its face. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, oh my god, my cheeks hurt. Oh, but so she, we find out she's pregnant. Um, Zira, yes, <laughs> with a full of Cornelius's baby. Ape baby. Um, so she passes out in the museum after seeing a stuffed gorilla, which I thought was really interesting because we have a parallel moment in the first one where Taylor runs into the, the sees stuff. all the humans. Yeah, there's a lot of parallel going on in this. Mm-hmm. This is a, this movie does a lot of, has a lot of nods to the first movie while maintaining a, a jaunty tone. Yes. Which is really fun. So, Bird and I both were just like, what the fuck, during this scene, because she sits down and she's like, I have a strange craving. And the, the doc, doc Haslin's like, that's totally normal because you're pregnant. What is it for? And she goes, grape juice plus. And he goes, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh-huh. And she goes, it's in the, fr- fr- the refrigerator. And he goes over there and it's like a fridge full of booze. And he's like, hmm, is this the stuff? And she goes, yes. And I'm, I'm thinking he's a doctor. So he'll be like, no, you really no, shouldn't. shouldn't drink Grabs a glass, yeah. grab one for him. He's like... Mm, it's an excellent restorative, especially in cases of pregnancy. And I was like, right, like record scratch. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's prescribing cigarettes. Yeah, and he's shit. Like, like, you should probably start smoking. And here's some crack. Like, right. what, what <laughs> It'll help the heart rate of your unborn child. You right. See? When they when they inject her with sodium pentothal later, she's like, will like, it hurt my will hurt my baby? He was like, no, no, no. I'm like, yes, yeah, yes, sure yes. Will. <laughs> it's gonna fuck that baby up. Anything that's in her system is in it is the baby <laughs> system too. <laughs> that baby. So fucked up, it's DJing and shit. It's it's, like, I'm gonna mix these tracks. It's in there, just like. Uh, I just invented dubstep. (laughs) Baby's raving. (laughs) Too bad I'm a monkey and I'm gonna die and no one will know. Ape. I'm sorry. Not a a monkey. Monkeys have tails, Carl. I know. I'm watching a series right now, and I just started. It's fucking great. It's called Tales of the Gold Monkey. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Is it like an Indiana Jonesy kind of Very thing? Very much so. Oh. It's about a seaplane pilot in the South Pacific. This is how I found it because I was doing all my research for my midlife crisis and on a, some forum somewhere I was like, blah, 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 I want to be a seaplane. And someone was like, have you ever seen Tales of the Gold Monkey? I'm like, no, what's it about? And they're like, fucking go watch it's it. It's about a seaplane pilot? It's about your midlife crisis. This dude is living your best life. So, yeah, but in the the first, it started as a TV, TV movie, and they spun it into a 22-episode series. It's killer. I got it right now. I'll show you the opening credits to hook you. Anyway, in the opening, in that TV movie, they go to this island where there's meant to be this, like, giant gold statue of monkey, and there are, like, it's exact, dude, it's Planet of the Apes, but with monkeys. It's people, it's, like, stunt oh my people God, awesome. in monkey suits with, like, giant-ass fangs and, like, weird whippy tails and shit. Fuck yes. It's so killer. Bird and I have been loving it. it. It The TV series itself, after the TV movie, which is actually fairly well executed, the episodes kind of look like, like a local... Cable access channel. Oh my god, I love made that. A, made a seaplane adventure. Yes. Oh my god, it's great, dude. You, people, people on screen, and you can see the glow of the green screen <laughs> around them. It's fucking awesome. Oh you would love it. Um, yeah. So he gives he gives Zira some. Uh, by the way, this is exactly what happened when we came over here and started giving the Native Americans whiskey. Right. She's like, wow, champagne's awesome. I want more of that champagne. What about champagne all the time? How about all of it? All the, all the time? It's no. 1971, so she's like, 
Uh, she's a little early, but I, I can just fast forward five years. If nothing else changes, I see Zira doing key bumps. Oh, seriously, she's a coke fiend. <laughs> she's she's, she's junk. Any more of that crack? <laughs> Yeah, she's. For, I'm gonna have to go get some Johns. Well, wait. This is the 70s, right? Yeah. So she's yeah. she's in bell bottoms. She's got disco fever. Oh yeah. She's doing lines they off. Love that ape pussy. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, god, dude. Like she's heading down that road. It's good she died. Honestly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> love that ape pussy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> But uh, I do have her down as a potential for this year's uh, drunk, drunk acting. Yeah, good drunk acting. Yeah, uh, which when Through she's a mask. when she's drunk or the sodium pentothal. Both are actually really the good. The sodium pentothal is awesome because she keeps her eyes closed. Yep. The the that note the eyes closed bit is really good. Um, what did you? I I thought there was a really there's a really cool moment in here that I only picked up because I read Blake Snyder's book. So every movie has there are like three turning points in every film. It's your break into two. It's when you shift from act one to act two, your midpoint, and then your break into three, and then you have your finale at the end. Right. So the midpoint is another like turn in the story. And our midpoint, almost exactly, I did the, I paused it so you could see the timeline. Almost, almost exactly, exactly halfway? Almost exactly halfway is the gates close behind them as they're being moved to that like secret military facility when the fun and games ends, when they're no longer like, in the Woody Allen, we're going on shopping sprees, and oh, the the media mm-hmm. loves us. Once those gates close, we cut to black, and we hear a recording of, uh, is it? Yeah, we hear a recording yep. of a voice over black, and that's almost exactly the midpoint of the movie. It's And the tone completely changes. This is our first shift. This is where we get, like, the prison break mm-hmm. vibe, where we start to get, like, weird... It, the movie turns into, like... The hearings are becoming darker, lockdown. too. They're like, well, they, they approve the... The um, don't they end up approving the the abortion? They approve. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And they approve. Um, and there's this whole talk about keeping the the public informed because they, they love these apes, but they ultimately not, approve yeah. killing them as well. Yes, they do. Like the, to be humanely euthanized yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Um, Hazlitt, Hazlitt, no, President Hazlitt is kind of interesting because he. I like uh, it. He he kind of strikes us uh, strikes me as like he's pandering for votes, but at the same time he also genuinely doesn't think that he has a moral right to kill these apes. Right, they have some very good conversations. The president and and Haslin. Yeah, their their last conversation in the Oval Office was just the two of them, and they're discussing the you know whether or not right. it's it's morally correct. Well, they talk on the phone once, but their last mm-hmm. in person conversation. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. That's one of the that's one of the best scenes in the movie, I think. Yeah, and it's kind of the whole point of the film, and it's kind of pointing to both the first one and the one that we're in. It's like that whole moral. Like, yes. is it right or is it not right? Like right. that. It's just can I? Should I? Right. Like can we and live with ourselves like mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, I, I I thought that was really that scene definitely it just stands out to me as one of the there's a high points as far as like that this film right exactly there's a really cool moment in here one of my favorite moments is when they finally open up under interrogation and they start they're like how did it start right you know Haslin's talking to him and he's like how does yeah, humanity super fall? interesting because we've been asking ourselves this question since Planet of the Apes how the fuck did this happen right and now okay to be fair 
a lot of times this is the I know, dude. These these this tiki drink is like so the good. most addict. Oh, I love it. it's the most addictive thing ever. I'm burning through mine too. I gotta be careful. Yeah, me too. Um, but a lot of times this is what like derails a franchise. Mm-hmm. Is in the sequel, they're like. Now let us explain, explain where Mike Myers yeah. came from. Yeah. You know, like I love the Rob Zombie Halloween, but I I don't need all. Of I his, don't like Mike. No. I don't like knowing Mike Myers's backstory, which is why I was that's so. Whole, I want. I want. The, I want there to be that mystery. That's what makes Mike Myers scary. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't ever take off the mask. Yep. Leave the mask on, and I don't care. What I didn't like about the remake of Black Christmas is because we get too much. Yep, of, I agree. Of Bobby, that was fun. Billy. The, like Billy's backstory was fun it as was shit. Fun the Russians around, yeah. shot him down, dude. Like, come on, it's a, it's right. fun. But you're right. It, it just like it pulls the teeth out of. Yep, the thing. absolutely. Because now, yeah. If but you, this did not do that. No, I don't, I don't think so either. That's what. I, that's one of the things that I thought was really interesting about it is they do they lay out entirely how humanity yep. transitions. It's the plague over the of ape. plague of the pets. You know what's really weird though. Is that means that Zira and Cornelius know knew that humans were intelligent at one point, mm-hmm. yeah. and in the first movie they don't seem to know that. It seems oh, to be like yeah, there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. Man doesn't because they speak. don't know that until the 29th scroll comes out or whatever. Right, man has always been always a been beast. Dumb. Interesting. Apes have always it's a little bit of a God, uh, God made ape in His image, right. So that's a little that's bit a, of a. This is a continuity. This yeah. is a. How much does Zira and Cornelius know? Because they, if they know the story, then they know for a fact that all of the religious stuff in the it's first whole, movie is, is horseshit. Is horseshit. Yeah. And they have Well, yeah. they are the scientists, though. So <laughs> I'm willing to give it a pass. But it's not even like something but broad like evolution. It's specific it's history. Very, yeah, you're right. It's specific history. And that would mean if they kept them as pets in their home, if they kept apes as pets in their homes, then they would he would know what these human structures were that's true so this doesn't make uh, to, this this actually totally makes the movie fall apart logically it does i don't necessarily I like even, it less but i didn't even like think about that because he's excavating houses and has no fucking idea what it is he's in a building and he's like look it's some sort of thing strange thing what is it? he would know yeah he could well, because he has a in this movie he has a completely Complete operational history, yeah. knowledge of yeah, human history right. Down to like dogs and cats and what those pets were right. all about. There was a huge plague that killed off hundreds of thousands of dogs and cats. You know, man will kill his brother, but he will, God he couldn't kill his dog. Actually, that's interesting because there are don't seem to be any dogs or cats in the Planet of the Apes. There are later because they're all dead from the plague. Right. Um, but, but humans yeah, couldn't do without. This actually pet. doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up. Shit. I, it's good. I, I, I totally missed it. This is why, yeah, I missed it too. I totally did. This is why we do the show. Because mm-hmm. the, the second we dig into it a little bit, like, I was like, wait a I'm second. like, why would he know that? Why would he they? They No, they would not have. Unless he's making the shit up. Like he's learned enough about humans. Could all be a lie. And he's just lying. Could be. But Zira, well, yeah, I guess and maybe Zira's ch- yes ending yeah. them, but they don't really, why? There's no why? point Why? There's no point it. at this point. Yeah, there's no point. And actually, the next movie, if you read the back cover, starts with a plague that kills off hundreds of thousands okay, of dogs and cats, enough. so it's accurate. Right. So, and they couldn't have, you know, that's not self-fulfilling prophecy. That's a, that's a plague. So there's no way they can, yeah. So, no, this doesn't work. No, this work. doesn't work. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but who cares? I'm willing to give it. Dude, this is like Twilight Zone to me, honestly. It is. I will. I don't give a shit. 
It doesn't bother me at no, all. No, show me. Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> give me more. It's fine. It's totally that's, fine. That's the beauty of this season. Well, the f- oh yeah. Honestly, Seriously. like that's the beauty of this season where it's like, hey, that doesn't make any sense, and you're like, of course it doesn't fucking make any sense. It's, it's a the movie called Planet of the Apes. It's like, yeah, it's want- Escape from the Planet of the Apes. What are you looking for here? Right? <laughs> like, this isn't fucking like <laughs> Faust. Right, exactly. <laughs> We're not watching Andrei Rublev. We're right, watching exactly. Escape from that's the Planet of the Apes. That's season three. That's, yeah, that's down the road. Once we get into season, season three, we're going to be like, there's no way he could have possibly exactly. known that her feather quill was in his drawer. That's Therefore, true. this movie's a failure. We hate it. We're disgusted and we'll sip our little fucking right, espressos. Exactly. That's what season three is. We just sit and drinks. angrily <laughs> yeah. drink espressos. Um, I don't know, man. There was a, this is about the point in the movie, I think it, what it was, was the, the, we had so much fun in the beginning yeah. that this chunk of the movie really brought me down. Yeah. Like, well, we, as soon as you start injecting her with sodium pentothal and she's explaining everything that she did to humans and you're seeing, you know what road you're, you're going down that these two are, they're over. Even having their two like tough guy FBI agents mm-hmm. conti- like calling them monkeys over and over again, yeah. he's like, "Don't call us monkeys; it's offensive to us." Whatever you say, monkey, monkey like that right. type of shit. Yeah, just seeing it's it's dark. You know what? I I think I just figured out what part of the, my issue with it is. Is well, my note says the tough guy thing, the we have ways of making you talk thing. Mm-hmm. Some of these, sometimes I don't mind. Like in The Punisher, watching... watching. I have ways to make you talk. Well, like, yeah, yeah, watching The Punisher torture a bad guy to figure out where more bad guys are. Right. You're with him. You're yeah. like, you're like, do what you gotta. Do what you gotta, Break Frank, fucking nose. Frank Castle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the blowtorch. Did. I mean, honestly, in the first Punisher movie, the, the fake blowtorch popsicle scene is one of the fucking best parts of the movie. Yeah. But seeing... It's something about seeing it done to Zira and Cornelius, these two, like, scared... Fun. No. And that made me think because the Punisher is just like when you watch that, that's a it's a comic book movie and that's that's its own thing. It's its own fantasy thing. But this strikes like a weird realistic chord mm-hmm. where it's like sometimes people are just sitting in rooms and they're scared and big, weird, soulless, tough. I, I got I fell down a weird yeah, no, rabbit hole in my because, head. Because, I mean, yeah, they, they do come from a culture where they experimented on humans. But f- for the sake of this film, they are innocents. That are being yeah it you you just want to be like leave them alone you big mm-hmm. bully like that's right. the thought and but I went down this rabbit hole in my head as I was watching the movie and I thought like there this is this this is the thing that happens there are people who come in and interrogate people that's yes. their job they go in they're here to question you they're here to interrogate you they're going to use their advanced interrogation whatever techniques or whatever that they have at doesn't their even, disposal. It doesn't even use. matter if they're just like there to be mean there to they're just really down. good at asking questions who knows whatever but still. like. But like the job of just being coming in and being like this like asshole-ish interrogator who's just like, yeah, well, you know, if you're going to come in and pl- like play tough guy to try and break someone down to have them give you information, because I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be better in 2019 just as a human. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it and I'm like, those people also go home right, and cook their dinner. I was thinking of the bloody knuckles from uh, Hunger. Yeah, dude. Like, those people go home and kiss their kids goodnight, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, like, what a weird, broken... But that's the... So far, three movies in, that's the kind of the point of these movies. Yes, it's it to is. To show us the bits of our society and the bits of our culture that are broken. The bits of our of our species, human, our human species that are broken. Like, we have ingrained violence in us, and that is a huge problem. 
we blow up the fucking world in two, dude. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't end so well. So <laughs> bad is that we crack the planet. Like, Right. So I don't know. Something about this scene in particular, like the questioning of Cornelius and Zira, especially the questioning of Zira when they start doing the sodium pentothal stuff, really bummed me out because yeah. I was like the, like the guy who gives the shot and sits down next to her and is like, say yes if you mean yes, ape. Fuck. Mm. Just yep. that, like pushing her. Yeah, pu- like pushing and being like, I, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just like this like liberal hippie pussy, but I'm like, but no, stop being mean to the age. Well, no, no, no. I was right there with you. It's yeah. uncomfortable. It felt awkward, and it's you feel like just leave these fucking apes alone. Like this. Yeah, is- totally, man. I I don't know. Like th- this this is where the movie starts becoming a bummer. It definitely because guys, spoilers. This movie doesn't end happy. No, either. it sure doesn't. <laughs> it's so dark. Um, Cornelius and Zira hang it. So she tells him everything. All of it. A Aldo. Litany. The whole thing. Holy shit. The end of like slavery. Because essentially what happens is um, all the dogs and cats die. And so humans can't do without some sort of animal companion. Need and they, we need a pet. So we bring apes into they the home. And we start training apes. them. Mm-hmm. And so hey, they can do rudimentary tasks. Well, they eventually start doing like the dishes yes. and going and getting the groceries. Right. And then they become advanced enough to understand the concept of, of slavery. slavery. Yeah. Dude. And when the second you hear that word. Right. The second you hear slavery. Slavery, that like, changes the whole game, right? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. um, I love the the note on, oh, where do I have it? It's the uh, the... Many pets, dogs, and cat plague slavery, and the, the the antidote to slavery is unity. And then when Aldo, which was the name of the first ape right. that ever spoke, and the first words he didn't grunt, he said no. Mm. And as soon as they learned to say no, that's when uh, he that, said a word that the humans had sent to him. Send to him a thousand, thousand times, times yeah. was no, and he said no. Dude, that fucking move! Like, I felt moved. Very moving in a fucking. Planet, Planet of, the of the Apes, Apes movie. movie. This is a couple times now yep. that these movies have gotten us. These are these are well put together giants, yep. dude. Um, so I wrote. Down, I have a note on this before, like, because this will kind of lead us through the end. I think. Yeah. Because I was trying to figure out all of these movies are a bummer. It's true. They just are. They they have fun sci-fi but elements. But there's no happy ending. There's no, no uplifting. Humanity will survive. None. Of, I have not. There's no hope. Like in any of them Right I've always felt Glad that I watched it Because they're cool They're cool sci-fi flicks When they're done You're like Yeah Awesome But At the same time You know You you never feel You're never happy no. At the end of one of these They always kind of have That little like Downbeat bit At the end And I wrote down And this is just a thought I'm just I was thinking out With my pen I wrote down I think here's why Planet These Planet of the Apes movies Are a bummer All of these movies Seem to suggest that we humans are doomed by our temperament and by our nature and the nature of the world. Human humans always suck. Humans are always an engine of destruction and eventually even apes fall into the blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's, they, I think they a lot of it is a product of the time hope. too. Yeah, they, but they they seem all of the movies seem to suggest that no matter what we do, we're locked on a track towards doomsday and we can't get off it. They they offer like no alternative, no hope, no not even a gleam of hope. They're like, no, it's, there's a finality to it. Yeah, it's- exactly. <laughs> All of these movies kind of have that like humans are violent and bad. When apes take over and they ra- rise as a civilization, civilization makes them violent and bad. All of you are fucked. Everyone is doomed. There is no hope or chance for Push anyone. Push the button. 
Right, like exactly, dude. Like the best thing that the you can do. The thesis of the second one is basically like push the button. Yep. At the end of that movie, when Heston asks for help, the ape says no, and Heston says, "Fine, fuck it." Yeah. Like that's the end of that movie, man. Yeah. Uh, this movie has kind of a, an ending like that as it well. It does. So different kind of button to push, but fuck, man. Right. So Cornelius and Zira get locked up in a cell. Cornelius, they're about I, to take her baby. I think Cornelius knows they're they're doomed. Oh yeah, as well. he knows. I think they both know, but I think Cornelius is more. He's trying to calm her, calm her, her yeah, her. exactly. You know where she's like, you know, he's like, at least the baby will be born. She's like, do you think? He's like, they probably won't even let us live after this. And she goes, do you really think that? And he goes, no, I was just, right. I'm just sad. Don't worry about it. Yep. No, he knows. Yeah. Um. So that's when Cornelius murders a motherfucker. He didn't mean to. He cracked him with his. He cracked him with a cambro. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, those those metal food trays, dude, they don't give. No, they're he- yeah, those are heavy yeah, shit. That's steel, bro. Crack a goddamn skull, which is what he does. What did you think of that effect on the back of his head, too? It looked like he had a hole in his head. Gross. Dude. That was a really yeah. nasty. Like <laughs> when we when we because he is uh, Zira and Cornelius escape outside and they have a fun little bit with the gate with the gate. Yeah. But when they cut back inside and zoom in on like the guy's the head sheet and it's all fucking disgusting. Like yeah. his head has like a like a chunk of skulls chunk, yeah, like caved missing, in. Yeah. There's like weird brain bits and you're like, oh, did you <laughs> did we really have to see that? Couldn't we have had someone been like the guard is dead or right. just show him like coming out on the thing? They're like, I want to see his brains. Want to see his brains? That we got. We use every bit of G that we we have in this movie. Right, right. Let's let's really try and stretch the Push G on this G. one. The crucifixes didn't get it in the last one. So what what more can we do? I think we should have real death in this right. one. Right, we should actually kill someone. Let's, let's actually kill a monkey. Let's get, let's yeah let's legit get an ape from the zoo Aww. and just. I know, right? It makes you sad. It does. And they didn't do that, Carl. No, I know. We're fine in this movie. Everyone's cool. Armando is taking such good care of those Armando. fucking... Yeah, we're at Armando now. So Can you hear the... Armando. <laughs> I'm totally writing that. I'm writing it. I'm letting... <laughs> Dude. I'm slipping I'll it put, now. We'll put it out on Patreon. We are, yeah. I'm. Tell, announce it, Carl. Okay. Announce so it like a project. I okay, So I am currently writing a Weird Al Yankovic-style uh, send-up to the ABBA song Fernando. About our good friend Armando, all about his journey with the apes and helping them and just being the best human, one of the three good humans that we meet. Just barely. Barely. Well, yeah, I think Zira has a line at one point where she's like, I've been on, because uh, Cornelius goes, you don't like them very much, do you? And she goes, who? And he goes, humans. And she goes, well, I've met thousands of them since I I've been here. Three. And I trust three. And you're like, wow, shit. Yeah, that line hits. Yeah, it does. It hits pretty hard. Uh, you know what? One thing that's consistent through all three of these movies. Now, okay, take this with a grain of salt because we're talking about kind of fun, campy sci-fi movies, the Planet of the Apes series. Right. But one thing that's consistent through all three of these movies is good stuff. Uh, strong writing. Yeah, this, the writing is strong through Look, throughout. They're doing the best they can. So yes, there's some stuff in here that doesn't make sense. Seriously, bits and pieces of this fall apart. Some of the movies have pacing issues, but dude, the good outweighs the bad. Yeah, like, you maniacs, you blew it up. That's from this series. Yeah. Oh, they cut him. That's from this series. You know, like I trust three. <sighs> they have fucking. There's so many like beautiful little. Katana-esque lines in these, yeah. dude. They're so sharp. I think the the writing on these is really good. I'm I'm actually really I'm a huge fan of these three movies so far. Um, Armando has a great line here too, where he goes, 
it is not for me to say whether uh, say whether or not man might someday destroy himself and come to be dominated by such by by apes but if it must be so then i hope it is that i hope man should be dominated by such as you yep to zira because he likes them he likes zira and cornelius he's fascinated by them there's an awesome moment when he's first talking to lewis and he's like hold on hold on <laughs> so you want me to risk arrest and Prosecution by black bag government forces, all to save a couple of apes. To that, sir, I say, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, and you're like, fuck yeah, Armando. And who else are you gonna get to play Armando but Ricardo Montalban? No one. No He's one. He's in the next one too. Oh, what? Ricardo Montalban comes back in the next movie. Fuck yeah, and he plays Armando again. Stop it, dude. I'm not kidding you. So I get to wait to watch that before I finish the lyrics. To Armando, then because right, because what if he's shitty? Right, <laughs> little Coda. I highly It'd be doubt. like the wedding singer where right? like half the song is <laughs> really great, funny. The rest is like, but it all was <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Poor Armando. I like that you knew exactly what I was yeah, talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was right there with oh, you. Oh my brother. god. Oh, that's so funny. Um. Carl, I, I might call, be a little I, white girl drunk I, off this, dude. I call him Carney Con. Carney Con? Yeah. C- why? Because he plays Con. Yeah. And then... Oh, Con... I'm sorry. I was seeing C-O-N. Oh, K- I'm like, Con K- artist? K-H-A-N. K-A-H-N. Uh, he's Carney Con. Carney Con. <laughs> dude, his little... <laughs> when he's fucking throwing the cops off just by, like, babbling at them yeah, until exactly. they can't stand <laughs> so, like, it I anymore. I don't understand anything more about... The what- first... Ape born in a in any carnival ever. You know what that's like? That's being like the first fish born on land. It's like being the first. B- and the, All right, well, the cops are like, eh, go. it's been a pleasure. You got our number. If you see anything right. weird, we're gonna just we're uh, gonna be gone now. <laughs> yeah. Just rambling at them until they leave. I think it's funny that there was a time where that was a sense of pride, like the first animal born in captivity. <sighs> I know, right? Yeah, this does. One of my first notes in this, uh, and all of my notes are fuck zoos. Well, it's kind of weird in the 1970, the, okay, 1971, one of the weird things about this flick is when we get those, when we see it, I know, I just saw you put down half all of the All the room, tequilas man. in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, but it's 1800, so it's that happy good time bottom, baby. That's your sloppy bottom right there, sloppy mm-hmm. power bottom. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Dude, you just struggling. I'm going for it. <laughs> You're gonna? Are you killing her? Uh-huh. Dive in. Well, dude, you finish yours. I come over here like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Season two is gonna be fun. <laughs> Happy birthday, tell. Jesus! I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> dude, take a hit off this pokeball. <laughs> it's ghastly. <laughs> dude, that's a really good pokeball, bro. <laughs> Oh god damn that's uh, a good drink I know uh, It's making me winded <laughs> I, I, put a, I put a little flag on this one in the app dude I'm making that again oh, dude, Holy yeah. shit You can make that whenever you want dude I will we might be cycling a couple of these back in oh, I like the first one too Yeah I did too I, the, the rusty cow or whatever <laughs> <laughs> The first one from today you mean Yeah It was called the rum cow The oh. rusty cow <laughs> I thought you were talking about last week, uh, rum, gum, and lime. No, that was good, too. I've been thinking about that one, because you're right. Like, it's got that weird strong I feel like flavor. I have an extra set of lips right now. <laughs> 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 
Like <laughs> just above and just below my regular lips. <laughs> your whole, <laughs> your whole. Face. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> your whole face is turning into mouths. Oh dude. God. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the fuck are we talking about? Tiki Cast, man. Yeah, um, man. Uh, we were at. Here's my, here's my next note. <laughs> Let's just drop whatever threads we I had. I do have death by Cambro. We had That's all funny. these we had all these beautiful threads we were leaning, yep. and then we just both slammed our drinks, and now I'm like, all right, and then the end of the movie kind of sucked. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, shoot babies, it's horrible. All right. <laughs> the way you said that just now, dude. It's horrible. <laughs> Hold on. Um, okay. I, have, I I wanted to talk about this. I want to talk about this though. When Zira gets in the gets act, gets in the cage with the primitive ape, mm-hmm. that moment kind of like fucked with me a little because she's like, "I want to say goodbye," and he goes, "Oh, if only she had the ability to speak." I'm, oh right. And she, she's like, "We have an understanding as mothers or whatever." And she gets up in the cage and she sits down, and there's this weird moment where we see Zira, but then we see what her it would be like if we got to go and sit down like with like Neanderthal man, Cro Magnon man, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 beautiful because the, and again, buried in prosthetics, it's only her eyes, mm-hmm. and you get to watch Kim Hunter do the work of like, I'm looking at what I came from right now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I love the moment that the because the <clears throat> the ape in the cage has just had a baby. And it's showing her the baby, and right. Armando's like, "Yes, she's showing you her baby, so you can see what, what you can expect." Right. Like there's this fucking yeah, oh, it's and so there's great. this killer moment where in that in that moment when Zira's like looking at the little baby that the ape is holding up, and she goes, "Mama, mama," and Cornelius goes, "That no ape born of, of of primitive ape right. could ever, ever speak. speak." And she goes, "I know, I'm practicing." Yeah, and like so beautiful. You're gonna have a baby, and then the best. The I mean, not best. The literally the worst rip your heart out part of this is she never gets to hear a child speak. No, because of fucking Haslin. Let's jump to that. Yep, let's do it. All right. So, oh, let's really quick before we hit the literal most brutal ending of any of these three films so far. Maybe even trumping the death of the planet. Mm-hmm. I think so. I like Haslin's pollution speech. This is yet another moment where Haslin ends up being. I don't know what to fucking think about him. No, I still don't know what to think about him. He's like, you're like, what a shit. Oh my God, I hate him. I hate him. Is he? I don't know. Cause this dude, the pollution speech is amazing. He's like, he's like, you know, okay, maybe they won't, they're not bad. You know, he's like, they're not a problem today. You know, he's not that French. No, but he does have the accent pipes out. Yeah. But he's like, you know, they're not that bad today. You know, like their, their child might not be bad, but 50 years down the road, a hundred years down the road. And he goes, Pollution. We'll fix pollution someday. The population boom. Oh, we'll get to it someday. Nuclear war. You know, like, someone must care about the planet now. And I was like... Shit. I'm, he's not wrong. Not wrong. He's absolutely not wrong. In a weird... God, it's horrible to say, but, you know, you, got, you have to say it in a weird way. Haslin is a hero. Yeah. Like, Cornelius and Zira are our heroes. Because we're... We've spent two movies, two, right. three movies there are, now. With there are them. POV characters. They've been made very likable by the the writing in the film itself. But 
but Haslin is struggling to save the human race. That is tip in a movie. That's typically what we root for. Absolutely. We just happen. We, to... We're always on team human. I would feel right. Like, you know. So like we watch him do this atrocious thing. Okay, basically Cornelius and Zira end up hiding out on an abandoned frigate, and Haslin tracks them down with his revolver, and he chases him around. And Zira has her her baby, and he goes, Zira, stop or I'll shoot. And she, you know, turns to Bolt, and Cornelius is running and trying to get there to he. And they also have a gun, by the way. They mm-hmm. got one from Lewis because that's right. That's dark, dude. Cornelius is like, if if the humans find us, they will kill us. And Lewis goes ultimately, and uh, Cornelius goes, give us a means to kill ourselves then. And fucking Lewis hands him, hands him a revolver. A revolver. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah, this movie was shit. hilarious 20 minutes before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were playing Pretty Woman and Rain Man and shit. And now you're like, give turn. me a gun to kill myself with. Yeah, in case they get too close, I want to be able to kill me, my wife, and our and child. And our child, yeah. So that we don't have to be horribly tortured by scientists forever like we've done to human. Dude, the movie yeah, is I know. like crazy emotional roller coaster. But... You know, back to Haslin and and Zero on the frigate. He's like, "Give me that baby, or I'm gonna shoot you." And she bolts, and he shoots, shoots her in her. the back. Yeah. And then she stumbles onto the deck, falls, drops her baby, and I'm like, "Wow, that's as bad as this is gonna get." They shot Zero. Haslin steps out the doorway, and fires like four or five rounds into the the baby. Yes. There's a swaddled infant, and they show it. They show it's a close. They show a oh, close yeah. up it's, of the it's swaddling. Gnarly, dude. Squibs are popping as bullets are yep. punching through this little fucking baby ape, and Haslin's just That's like. That's not even the worst for me yet. No, Haslin's just like blam, 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 just wasting the fucking baby. That for me, I was like, I again, really quick. Let's just uh, check the rating on the back of the box. G. G rated. General shot audiences for all intents and purposes, shot a child. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Andy, oh my God. So he shot, he shoots Zira. He shoots this baby a shitload of times. And then Cornelius shoots him because Cornelius is up on a tower. He's up on the top of the frigate. And Cornelius shoots, uh, shoots Haslin. Haslin falls in the water. Zira picks the baby up. Is this going? Yeah, this is it. Zira picks the baby up and throws it overboard into the water. Yeah. She chucks the baby over she the chucks side. The ba- we, I, when we, we ultimately find out why it's, she did yeah. it. Yeah. But in that moment, we don't know. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You're I, just like, you're, is she having some weird mom thing? At, like, what in the fuck? She, My is, brain is breaking. It's almost like that weird. There's a thing that I I think about a lot from when I was like 14, 15. Because I've, I write poetry and I've mm-hmm. got like a brain like that. But when I was young, I saw my grandpa. The first time I went deer hunting, my grandpa shot a deer. And he, I mean, shot it in the spine and it hit the ground and it was basically, it was dead when it hit the ground. Mm -hmm. But you know, when anything is dying, there's electrical energy left in the nervous system. Yes. So he had shot it, it hit the ground and it was kicking for like two seconds. Right. It just did that, this weird, like spasmodic kick where it was just like trying to run on its side and then it was dead and it was fine. Like that's hunting, dude. That's just deer hunting. But I've never forgotten that that like the last few seconds of that dying animal kicking and when i saw zira throw that baby in i was like 
is she like she's dying she's on her way out she doesn't know what she's doing she just is doing something and she's like the baby i'll save it that's kind of what i was go- like it's a weird death thing it's, it's so really, fucking disturbing it is very disturbing she just like drops the like throws the baby over the edge into the water and they cut to at this point there's cops there's the army oh, they're surrounded Lewis by, and dr yeah. woman are standing on the shore and dr woman looks horrified yeah she has still, the whole the film. whole movie just aghast <laughs> just aghast at everything oh. she's just like perpetual just shock and horror she's constantly wetting herself but like they look away at that point everyone yeah like the the, the sheriff everyone's just like i don't i didn't want to see that shit yep and we're sitting at home like well thanks for showing it in close right seriously and then, uh, yeah, just because, why not? They shoot Cornelius, too. Yep. Someone on the shore, because he shot Haslin. Well, yeah. And, like, and then he screams a really horrible scream. That scream was, am- dude, that's amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing, because he... He's screaming not only because he was shot, but he just saw his wife and child murdered. I just... Not to like, I'm, this is, I mean, obviously, there's no way to not be bummed out by this. No, now, I know. That, like, it's, and this is a good moment to, to talk about as far as Roddy McDowell's performance. Cause this is it. This is the last Cornelia. Cause Roddy McDowell comes he back does. in the next yeah. two as well as the, the ape that causes the uprising. He's in. Yeah, he plays Aldo or uh, whatever they end up calling him. Dr. Doom, they name him. <clears> right, the, Dr. Doom, of course. <laughs> but, um, so. This is Roddy McDowell's last moment as Cornelius. And Cornelius, what has distinguished Zira and Cornelius throughout this entire series is that how well-spoken they are. And that's kind of the fun, is like these well-spoken apes. Absolutely. And when he gets shot, he he grabs his chest and he opens his mouth and you're ready for Cornelius to something, some death statement, some, some scream, a name, maybe Zira. And it's just... Ah, it's just this fucking yeah. horrible... Gutter, it's ape like. It's yep. this ape like guttural groan. And then, dude, this is fucking gnarly. They, because it's a, it's a dummy, but there's a special effect where they they do a they start with a stuntman doing a fall, and then they cut to a bird's eye straight down, like in Lethal Weapon. Yep, tumbles. Two? Yeah, in Lethal Weapon Two, they cut to a straight down, and that bo- they show the fucking body hit the deck, and the legs break mm-hmm. off to the side. It's it is dis- mm. so yeah. disturbing, dude. Like, you expect them to cut because when a dummy hits the ground, it looks kind of weird. This doesn't look weird. They, they hold it. Ju- well, I'm sure what happened is the dummy hit just right. Because what it looks like is it looks like a real person in an ape costume hits the deck and their legs, legs shatter. Yeah, that's exactly And then they right. cut hard right there because I'm sure after that the, the, dummy, f- the dummy, dummy falls looks, and yeah. it looks all dummy and weird. But they, they lucked out and they got one of the most incredible dummy drops I've ever seen. It's so it makes you sick to your yeah. stomach to see it, and then God, ugh, I feel sick to my stomach now. It's probably tequila though. I know we slammed these drinks like <laughs> four minutes ago, and now we have three minutes until they're gone. <laughs> but no, like the last bo- moment of this movie, essentially not the last moment because we do get this is the one moment that has a brief moment of hope, mm-hmm. which I'm sure with the next two movies will just stop all over yeah. and shit in its mouth. <laughs> Well, because I don't, I don't find this to be a hopeful ending at all. Well, Zira crawls over to Cornelius's body and drapes herself over Cornelius and dies. Mm-hmm. Shit. That's it, dude. Cornelius is dead. Zira is dead. Haslin is dead. That baby is hella dead. Yeah. They're all everything. That is poor dead. other ape. Yeah, that, that poor, poor mama ape's like, that, what the fuck? This one cannot. This one's talking all it's weird. It's all weird talking and shit. Because. <laughs> 
Yeah, guys. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you almost expect credits, but lo and behold. Mm-hmm. We, switcheroo. Uh, we do get the switcheroo. Yeah, and I also, one I, of the weirdest little film effects. Why oh, the did rocking they it do back it? and forth. They did the fucking Tuscan Raider thing with the where they rock the fucking footage back and forth. Have you ever seen, have you seen ba- uh, uh, Batman and Robin? Yeah. There's a scene in Batman and Robin where Robin falls into the water. And then the way that they have him bursting up out of the water when he breaks to the surface is they just play him falling into the water backwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're watching it and you're like, huh? why'd you do that? <laughs> that's, that's really awkward. You couldn't have gotten that actor to get out of the water. <laughs> like you had him right there. <laughs> it looks so shitty. But uh, yeah. So what we find out is that Zira has switched her baby with the, the new ape. Mama's baby Yeah So her baby is safe And the last scene of The last moments of the movie Are the baby going Mama 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 Which is And then cut Which is another callback to one Because of the doll The mama Oh Hoodie up Yeah there you go baby Oh (laughs) shit We have our Measuring flicks Hoodie up moment of the week Wow Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So there it is, man. Shit. But and I don't think this is a happy ending. I don't think so. Well, I mean, yeah, no. this is humanity's downfall. This is downfall. the beginning of the end, right? If she doesn't make the switcheroo, Haslin failed. We. Oh my God, Haslin was the hero, and yeah. he failed. Yeah, sure. We're yep. still on the tracks. Mm-hmm. We're doomed. Yeah. As this movie stands, he has to fail though. Yeah, because that's how we get the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait a minute. If if Haslin succeeds, hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the paradox logic. Yep. If Haslin succeeded and killed them all, there would Aldo be. Aldo doesn't become the leader of the. So there's no ape culture, which means there's no, there's no planet of the apes for Taylor to get on to push the. So right, his his mission, whatever it was in space, succeeds because he wouldn't have pushed the button to create the time vortex to that crash sucked him, on the him off of his own mission. Right. To go and do the events that would cause him to suck himself off his own, suck himself off. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I just said. <laughs> if Shelton Heshey doesn't suck himself off, <laughs> all right, fuck it, fuck paradoxes. <laughs> I know, right? Too They're much confusing. tiki for paradoxes. So Too that much that was tiki it, man. For paradoxes, yeah. That was it. Escape from the planet of the apes. What'd you think, Carl? La- final thoughts, closing final thoughts, thoughts on Dude, Escape. Look, I it's a am, bummer. I love this movie. I am having so much fun with this series. <laughs> so much fun, and so is Danielle. That's a great thing because she's yeah, a awesome. she's a cinema doi doi. She's seen like well, like thirty seven movies now because of right. the show and like and being my fiance. Of them have been rape films, <laughs> rape revenge right, movies exactly. from season one. But no, she's like I don't know how like she didn't grow up in a family that, that watched movies. She's like wow, these movies were. Definitely around when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, they were. <laughs> but she's like, these are so amazing. Like, it's blowing her mind a little bit. Yeah. Because they're so ahead of their time. Mm. And they are cheesy. They're cheesy moments. But they're super well written. Yeah. And they're, they're not They're not Star Wars. They're, not, they're all Empire Strikes Back. They all end on real fucking, like, down fucking notes. Worse than. Yeah. Like, at least lost. Luke is just a torso yeah, at exactly. the end. You know? like, like, that's how the planet of the Vader apes Vader doesn't in. cut his hand off, cuts his head off. Like, yeah, and the Death Star just blows, content, blows up planet yeah, after planet. Exactly. And the Rebels fail to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> that's how these movies end. Yeah. All of them. I'm uh, Bird has been a long suffering because a lot of season two came about because of 
our you and me yeah. our our love of B movies and grindhouse movies and yeah. kind of funky offbeat shit. So Bird's been watching this type of shit forever. Yes, and that is not her thing. Bird loves like. Bird loves action movies. Bird loves yeah. Jason Statham, and she loves Guardians of the Galaxy. She digs comic book movies, and I'm like, "Hey, do you want to watch the night Evelyn came out of the grave?" And she's like, "Is it good?" I'm like, "No, no. The, the ADR is <laughs> off the entire film. They they randomly cut to beef like B roll in the middle of conversations, and when we cut back, they never explain what we missed. And different actors. <laughs> it's awesome. And she's yeah. like, "Why would you ever watch that?" And I'm like. Because there's a huge amount of nudity in it right. and a bunch of weird like pseudo BDSM. Do you vibes. not like uh, boobs? What's yeah, wrong with great that? boobs in that movie. Redhead great boobs. Great eight pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it was like great eight, but it's it's ape. Great ape. Great ape. Pussy. Pussy. Yes. Oh well, thank you. Guys. You're welcome. <laughs> I wonder if that's a t-shirt <laughs> or not. Hmm. Maybe that's a tiki drink. That might be. Oh. <laughs> or a, we, a cup. That's an excuse to we buy. um printing on a cup. That's, well, it's it's an excuse to go back to Meyer and buy that bottle of Dick Kuyper's creme de banana. Creme de banana. Oh, my God, Carl. We need to come up with a drink called the, gra- called the gr- Great Ape Pussy. Yes. And it's a tiki drink. Mm-hmm. And it's done... Correctly in the long history of tiki drinks. Yes, absolutely. I'm down, dude. Right. We'll do that. Um, I got nothing else for this film. No, I do. do you? Yeah. Right. If you want to drop us a line, drop it to measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. Unless, of course, you are on patreon.com, in which case, throw it up in the comments. Throw it under one of our posts. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get a conversation going over there. Uh, John is actually pretty active occasionally on the uh, on the Patreon when I drop nice. new stuff. He likes it or comments on it. Very cool. That all that stuff helps. Liking and <laughs> yeah. rating. If you're on iTunes, we haven't talked about that in a stars, long time. Yeah. But honestly, one of the biggest things that you can do to help the show is even like look we'd love it if you were on patreon but one of the biggest things you can do to help our show is rate and review um the good reviews too we've got our we've got our one star review already. i love it i love it too. we had a whole fucking category on our award show and we will it. forever yeah. but uh, yeah rate and review written reviews on itunes help our show get to uh, other listeners who might like the same Absolutely. this kind of thing so Ooh. we always love to yeah. shout out our patrons at the end of our episodes and let's start this week by thanking danielle pelshaw I love you, honey, and we have a few, lot more apes movies to watch. Holy shit! Yeah. She's by the end of it, she's gonna be like, I, I have don't to watch, watch one more. Goddamn ape movie for Dude, Christ's sake! Once we, she's gonna be so jacked until you spin Tim Burton, and then she's like, "Can we stop?" And you're like, stop. "No, no. there's like no. eight more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's three or three more, but they're yeah. they're continuing to make them. So no, we're not done yet. No. Then we'll just spin it off and we'll watch all the Kong movies back to back. That's actually not a bad yeah, idea. Bad Put idea. a pin in that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank Connor Sweeney. Connor, thank you so much for all that you do and for just for who you are. You are the you are the heart of this show. You're the beating, throbbing spirit of this show. Yeah, and we love you, and we'd love to have you back soon. Yeah. So we'll we'll figure. Uh, Carl, get him a get him some of the movies that we're looking I will. at that he I'll, might be I'll interested shoot him, in. Uh, I'll shoot him the season and see if there's anything he wants to sit in on. <laughs> some of it he won't know, but I'm telling all of it's a good time. Absolutely. And then finally, uh, let's each take one. I'm gonna thank Casey Shiby. Casey Shiby, thank you so much for <laughs> Carl's having a stroke across from me. Um, thank you so much for everything. I uh, hope you're having fun over in NYC. This wait, does this movie take place in New York? 
Uh, no, where this is they? like San Francisco. Yeah, they're in San Fran. So this is the first of the Apes movies that do not take place where you live. So it would not have been the same beach. I mean, I think they reused but the they same did. fucking beach. But so many problems with this movie. <laughs> I re-rate it. I only give it one banana. <laughs> one one banana. One banana. One banana, two banana, <laughs> three banana, four. Uh, John Shiby, thank you so much. You're also out in the NYC. Except my friend request on Facebook. Jesus. <laughs> John is a creative like we are. Yeah. And he, he hates is, it. Dude, he's up into his up to his eyeballs and projects right now. Oh, so I'm gotcha. hoping he's. Doing, I also would appreciate that. No, I I can appreciate not like being on the Facebook. On the Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've always just assumed like he'll hit me up on Messenger like once in a blue moon. Right. But I get it, dude. He is. Yeah, he's swamped. Enough, he's he's hustling. He's moving. I love he's it, making man. Moves. I love it, too. Yeah, it's we're, we're proud of you, John. All right, guys, we are out of here. Um, so what we've been doing so far with this, uh, the last. Yeah, actually, the last episode was the first one. So what we've been doing is we're driving dropping the uh we're dropping one track at a time from a couple of eps that are recorded in maine um short little albums jesus carl <laughs> carl's leaving to go take a piss and he just farted on his way out crop dusting the room uh so last week you heard witch wings part one and two off the uh, ep lo-fi lullabies this will be another one off lo-fi lullabies leading up to its uh, release or I guess it's re-release. I did technically drop it uh, earlier, early, early last year. So, uh, leading up to its release in April. So the next track that you'll be listening to today, at the end of this episode, is called. Uh, I think I call it "Snowblown Road." <laughs> <laughs>